Good evening, Chavar. Today's daf is daf Lamites, page thirty-nine in the Hilchah Masechus Kedushin, and we pick up from Omar Le Levi Lishmuel. Levi said to Shmuel, "The word Omar is the fifth line from the top of Lamites on Aleph thirty-nine a, and it goes Omar Le Levi Lishmuel." So we're going from the fifth line to the sixth line, and this is a uh, a beautiful, beautiful daf uh, ahead of us. Omar Aleph. The first half is going to continue on the theme of mitzvahs that are neheges in Eretz Yisrael. And then on Ahmed Bey's on the very top, we have a brand new Mishnah, which is going to lead us onto a, 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 a spellbinding sugya with a tremendous amount of life messages. So here we go. All right. Aryeich was an expression of tremendous honor for. For uh, Shmuel, Ariyach was a king, and uh, Shmuel, he's calling him basically the king of halacha. Sipikli vana echel, yeah? Create a suffix for me, and vana echel, I will eat it. Okay, what does this mean? Rav Avia, um, the, uh, I, I should, what, what this means is, whenever you have a suffix arla outside Eretz Yisrael, I hold the halach is it's permitted. Rav Avia bar Rabba bar Rachana misafka suki ladadi. Rav Avia Rabba bar Rachana would have would have a suffake situations of arla, and they would do this on purpose in order to help each other because they knew that the halach is whenever you have a suffake arla in chutzlaretz it's allowed. Amri charifid pompadisa einer la bechutzlaretz the charifim the sharp ones of pompadisa said that there is no issue whatsoever. Of Arla outside of Eretz Yisrael, Shachor Rav Yudah conveyed to Rav Yechanan. Rav Yudah sent a shail to Rav Yechanan and he responded, "Sesaim Sveika, don't tell anybody the suffik about your Arla, va'abad vada, and destroy the vadaim. Anything that's a vadai Arla, meaning in Bavel, if you have, if it's a vadai Arla, stay away from it. If it's a suffik Arla, you don't need to tell people. Va'achrei zapir esayim shetun and geniza, and announce." That the uh, fruits of Arla cannot be, uh, if it's a Vade Arla, cannot be used at all. Mamash needs to be put away. And anybody says there's no Arla at all outside Eretz Yisrael. Very strong statement. It's a curse where if you don't take it seriously outside Eretz Yisrael, shouldn't have any descendants. That are connected to the Kahal Hashem, the congregation of Akadish Baruchu, the Inu Kaman Savrua, says the Gemara, and who did they hold the original opinion, which says that there's no Arla outside Eretz Yisrael, the Tamid Echam of Papadiza, where'd they get this from? time they got for the following price, or Blazer Rabbi and Mishim Rabbi Ben Dur Maska. Who said in the name of Rabbi Yisrael? Shamar Mishum Rabbi Yisrael quoted Rabbi Yisrael. Shamar Mishum Rabbi Yisrael. Who quoted Rabbi Yisrael? Shamar Mishum Rabbi Yisrael. Who quoted the name of Rabbi Yisrael? Who says Ain Arla Bechutzlar? There's no din of halacha. There's no halacha of Arla outside of Eretz Yisrael. Says Gemara of Eli. Is that true? There's no Arla at all. Whether it's doubtful, whether it's certain Arla, no, no concern. First three years of a tree. Banan Tzan Rabbi Yisrael. Merafa Chadash. Rabbi Yisrael says even Chadash is a problem outside Eretz Yisrael. And that's in addition to the Arla problem. So you see that Rebbe Laz himself holds that Arla is a problem outside Eretz Yisrael. So the Gemara says, don't read Af Chadash, Tani Chadash. He says that Chadash is a problem 
outside Eretz Yisrael, but he holds that Arla would not be an issue outside of Eretz Yisrael. Okay, so we're establishing a machlaikas within the matter of whether or not Arla applies outside Eretz Yisrael. It seems that halachically, if there's ever, ever a suffake, a doubtful situation of whether a fruit, I'm unsure whether this fruit's from an Arla tree, you could let it pass. You don't need to tell the person it's permitted to eat. That Arla applies outside of Eretz Yisrael. <clears throat> it's a local machine that's passed down, which we learned on yesterday's daf. We learned that in Eretz Yisrael it's a problem. In Surya, outside Eretz Yisrael, there's no issue whatsoever. So you see from over here that there's no halacha of Arla outside Eretz Yisrael. So why are you telling me Arla outside Eretz Yisrael is halacha Meshmi Sinai? And it's forbidden, Meshmi from Mar Sinai. I don't understand. It says in Surya, go down and collect it yourself. No, it's no problem. So Ishtaimim Kishachada, he was silent for a moment. It means like this. is not that there's always Arla outside Eretz Yisrael like Eretz Yisrael. No, here's how it works. In Eretz Yisrael, there's a law of Arla. First three years, the fruits are forbidden. Outside Eretz Yisrael, says if it's a Vadai, if you know for sure that it's Arla, then it's forbidden to eat. If it's a Safek Arla, says if you have a doubt, it's permitted to eat. One gets Malchus for eating Klayim biblically. Okay, in other words, to, to plant forbidden mixtures outside Eretz Yisrael is a biblical problem. But you said Klayim, the prohibition of planting uh, these mixtures, grapes and wheat, we'll call it, outside Eretz Yisrael, is only us from Midrabanan. So why did you say that it's a Devar Taira? It's biblical. Like Asha, Aham Beklai Akarem, Kan Beklai Akarem, Kan Beharchav Asilam. One's referring to Klai Akarem, which is planting forbidden seeds in a vineyard. The other case is where you're grafting certain trees that are forbidden to do. Um, inside Eretz Yisrael, so to, to plant seeds is going to be the biblical problem, it's going to be the rabbinical problem, but to graft, mamish, take different branches from different fruit trees that are forbidden, that's going to be a biblical transgression outside Eretz Yisrael. Now, why? Why are we saying there's a difference in the climb? What we're basically saying is that there's different, climb is forbidden mixtures, and it depends on what category of forbidden mixtures you're entering. Okay? Grafting trees, biblical. These means, this means referring to the previous chukim that were given over at our Sinai that you already know about. Yeah, you're not allowed to have a dox, uh, an ox with a donkey and you're not allowed to mate different animals together. Just like when it comes to mating animals, you're not allowed to mate species to species. So too, by fields, when it comes to different grain, you're not allowed to graft and combine the, um, the branches of various species together. Okay, so again, we're, combi- we're connecting grafting of trees to be like animals mating. 
just like by animals of different species, not let I have the mate, whether you're in Eretz whether you're in Chutz Laretz, and therefore the prohibition of grafting trees applies everywhere, anywhere you are. It says the Gemara, I don't understand. It says your field, referring to your field of Eretz Yisrael. So it seems Klaim is only Aser in Eretz Yisrael. No, that's only coming to exclude seeds. So what we're walking away is as follows. When is Klayim, the forbidden mixtures, go, that prohibition, when's it going to extend to outside Eretz Yisrael? Not by seeds. By seeds you could do it biblically outside Eretz Yisrael. Only the grafting is forbidden to do outside Eretz Yisrael. Rav Chonav Ravonon Havashakli Vazi Baruch Rav Chonav Ravonon We're walking on the road. They saw a fellow He was planting He was seeding seeds Planting seeds together Now apparently They were seeds that weren't allowed to From different species that were not allowed To be planted So he said to him Now this is taking place outside Israel Let's put him into Cherim Let's put him into Cherim He's planting Cherim Yeah you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. I'll tell you why. Because we're outside Eretz Yisrael. And outside Eretz Yisrael, it's not Naver. Vesu, and furthermore, another time. Chazulu Gavra, they saw a fellow. They saw somebody else planting wheat and barley seeds. Wheat and barley could be planted together. The problem is they were planting it in a vineyard near grapes. Oi. All right. Let's go put this guy in here. You can't plant Klayim outside Eretz Yisrael. Amalei, Rav Khanan said back to him, um, you, you don't have the light, meaning you're, you're getting the Allah wrong. Don't we agree with That's only a, a problem of Klayim. When he plants wheat, barley, and grape seeds all mixed together in the same handful. But over here, he said to him, see, notice what happened with this fellow. He was planting wheat and barley in a vineyard. Rav Chanon held that to plant wheat and barley seeds in a vineyard is not the biblical transgression. Nor the rabbinic transgression. You know when it's Aser, outside Eretz Israel? When you have the grape seeds with the barley and wheat seeds and you throw them all at the same time, that's the problem. But if you have a pre-seeded vineyard, and now I'm just planting wheat and barley, he held that wasn't a problem. Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef would mix seeds and uh, seed them all together in a regular field. We learned outside Eretz Yisrael, so it's going to be drabbanas. Why are you transgressing rabbinically, my dear beloved Rebbe? Over here, I'm just mixing together seeds. I'm not, I'm not mixing together these types of seeds in a vineyard. Now, he explains, when it comes to klayim, the forbidden seeds of a vineyard, it's inside it's forbidden to benefit from the climb of other seeds outside Eretz Yisrael. Yeah, I'm sorry. 
even inside Eretz Yisrael, when you when you uh, plant other seeds mixtures without a vineyard, without grapes, in Eretz Yisrael, it's also to eat, but it's not forbidden to benefit from. Outside Eretz Yisrael, the Rabbanon did not make a decree at all. But then Rabbi Yisif went back and he said, you know, Lav Milsehi the Amri, what I said was wrong. There's a reason why the Gemara is telling us this whole back and forth, right? He could have just told me what Allah is, but no, he wants to tell us how this went, uh, you know, how the conversation between Abai and his Rebbe went down. And that you hear you have a, a Rebbe who says, I was wrong. I was wrong. I made a mistake. The Rav Zara Ginsa Debe Rav, because Rav Zara seeded the garden of his, uh, for his yeshiva, Misha'are Sha'are, in different areas. My time, Allah Mishume Ruby Ruby Klein. Why do you plant in different areas? Isn't it like cucumbers here, tomatoes here, even though they're both vegetables? Yeah, he made sure to set. Isn't it because he wants, he didn't even want to come close to creating a client problem? Now, if Rabbi Yasef would be correct, now when it comes to other seeds outside of a vineyard, there's no prohibition out, at all outside Eretz Yisrael. Why would Rav do that? Rav was outside Eretz Yisrael, but he's in Bava. It's understandable. It's understandable that if, if let's say you have four in all four directions and you, you have one type of seeds or different types of seeds, yeah, one type of planting to the north, a different vegetable to the south, grain to the east, west, so on and so forth. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. With a fifth one in the center, Shapir. So then you're going to say, oh, look from Rav that you need to be careful outside Eretz But you should know that maybe when Rav planted the garden for his yeshiva, you know why he separated different types of vegetables? Nothing to do with halacha. Because he was gardening. And he was keeping a tomato patch and a cucumber patch. And then he was growing a little bit of barley. Vinam Mishum Tirchadishamahi. Yeah, or he didn't want to bother the one attending to the garden. Okay, but you don't have a proof just because he actually did something why, uh, why he was doing it in, uh, in that way. You know, they have a Misa told over about Ramesha Feinstein. He was sitting at a convention and on the dais, he was sitting on the dais, and on the dais, they, they brought uh, all of the Rabbonim, had like a, a hot cup, with various drinks, tea, coffee, and on the on the dais also was sugar, creamer, whatever they wanted. So, so um, by the end of one speech, so Rav Meisher leaned over and picked up picked up a bottle of milk and put it back down, and then he reached out that direction, took a different bottle of milk, and used it. Now the thing was, the bottle of milk that he originally picked up was one brand. And then he put it down, he didn't use it, and then he reached over for the other brand and used it. So it became a big thing in the Tyra world, the big thing that the Ramesha picked, the Ramesha wasn't comfortable drinking this brand milk. Maybe he doesn't trust the Kashras, maybe, uh, whatever it was. So people uh, started going over to the other brand, and the, the brand that Ramesha put down called them up. This is how the story goes. And they said, Well, what'd you find? What's wrong with Arashkacha? She said, Who says anything wrong with Arashkacha? They said, "Well, at the uh, com- you know at this uh, convention, you 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 put our milk down without using it, and you picked up the other one." 
So Moshe said, that's because your milk bottle was empty. So I put it down, and I reached over and picked up the other one. Now, to a regular person, you can't see inside the bottle. So you don't know the reason why. We don't know the reason why Moshe picked up the bottle and put it down. So people just stop, make assumptions. That's what's happening over here with Rob's garden. Yeah, Rob's gardening. He's keeping all these things, uh, he's keeping all these things separate. What is? You know, why he did it? You can't necessarily bring a raya la'alacha. Okay. Period. End of that Gemara. Here we go. New, new Mishnah. Brand new topic. Get ready for this. And again, no coincidences, Chavra. Remember, we're in the middle of a Sarasim Yitzhuva here. When a person does a single mitzvah, he receives tremendous reward, and he his life is made long. And he inherits If a person does not perform one mitzvah, now what does it mean? You have an opportunity to perform a mitzvah. You're like, yeah, skip it. And he does not inherit Elam Haba. Which, what does that mean? Yeah? So, this, this mission is very cryptic. Because it tells me, you think if he didn't do it, so okay, you didn't do it. Naturally, what the Sefer seems to be saying. But what's the Sefer adding to the ratio? What's the second half of the Mishnah adding to the first half of the Mishnah? That person says, you do a mitzvah, you get reward. If you don't do the mitzvah, you won't get the reward. Shkayach. What, what are you saying here? Says the Gemara, first of all, Brahmin, no last contradiction. In the following mitzvah is, a person eats the fruits in this world, but the principal gain Still takes place in the next world. This principal game takes place takes place in Olam Haba. Eluhein kibud abe emigmilos chasodim achnasarachim aboishal minatim lechaver v'samatayrak neged kulam. Honoring your parents, running after kindness, achnasarachim welcoming in those in need, and bring shalom between people. Tamatayr is equal to all these things. So you see that these five mitzvahs specifically. If you do them, brings you to this world and the next world. Our Mishnah says, any mitzvah. Anyway, there's one mitzvah. To add to his other zechuyais, to his other merits. So he's going to be rewarded with tremendous good in the next world, and it's considered as if a person keeps the entire Torah. So, how, again, how are these five different? It's telling us, that if you, um, if you have a 50-50, yeah, equal amount of Averis and Mitzvahs, if included in the Mitzvahs, on the scale, 50-50 mitzvahs, again, uh, versus Averis, we're coming to the Yom Adin, Day of Judgment. But if on the side of merit, you have, Kibur Avayim, Gemilas Chasodim, Chnas Archim, Shalom so then it's going to tilt the scale in your favor. If you add one mitzvah, Metiv is rewarded with good, Rabbi contradiction, 
Whoever has more zechuyos, more merits than his sins. Akadosh Baruch Hu says, you know what? I want you to have Olam Haba. So any suffering well, that you have, I'll make sure that it only happens in this world. If you have more sins than merits, he's rewarded, but then he's got to go to the He kept entire to it. I'm Rabbi, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, it's referring to, the, uh, it's referring to the good day, okay? Referring to this world. The Yom Bish, and it's referring to the day of Eilam, referring to the day of Eilam Hab. And that's going to be why it's not a it's not a contradiction. Again, it depends on where a person where a person stands and how many zechuyos and how many avaynos uh, they have will determine whether you'll be zeicha. You'll have the merit of any suffering being taken out in this world as opposed to the next world. Now, people prefer to have suffering in uh, in the world of uh, in in the world of uh, physicality. In a world where things are finite, because there's an end to the matter, so it's it's uh, it's, it's worthwhile than to than to lose out on on receiving Eilam Haba. You know, somebody gave me a mushal, gave me a parable that um, there was a uh, an elderly fellow who lost his balance when he was walking down the steps of his house. He was inside his house, walking from the upstairs to the downstairs. And he lost his balance and he started falling mamish. Baruch Hashem, he caught himself. He got a, a few aches and bruises, a uh, clop here and there, but nothing, nothing too major. You know, Baruch Hashem, he was able to catch himself. So the way the parable goes is that he comes up to Elam Haba after 120. And they're uh, measuring out his merits and his, his sins. It's not looking too good. So I look at the good for him. So uh, after it's all brought out, he's like, what are we going to do? So the defending uh, Malach says, let's bring out his suffering. Let's bring out all the tzaras that he had because he already, he already suffered. And as, you, as we count his tzaras, we'll remove Averis. Right? We'll remove Averis because he already, he already suffered for those. So they're they're removing Averis and they're bringing as he, all the suffering he's gone through in life. Finally, they're getting to the end of you know when he's already elderly, and they they show on the big screen him falling down the stairs and they throw take off an Avera. And he's the next step, another Avera, and he's like this guy standing there. He's like, oh oh, oh yeah, yeah yeah like I want to fall the whole like you know, the, and he catches himself, he catches himself, yeah. So he turns, he turns to the uh, Bezdin Shalmal, the heavenly court, he says, you couldn't let me fall three more steps. Yeah, you couldn't let me fall three more steps, a little, a little bit more. When we realize that sometimes, in a way, it's a, it's a chesed, Abba Baruch Hu, that we have to go through uh, various things. Again, we don't know God's plan, we don't have the whole picture while we're here in this world of, uh, of that, that's finite, but that's the, uh, the Avaida that we're mentioning over here. Keep keep it up, aim. Keep it up, aim. It's a. I'm sorry. Rav Amar Rav says, "Hamani, Rabbi Yaakov, he da Amar is charmitzah by Amalek." The time Rabbi Yaakov Amar in the chamitzah mitzvah shikshuv v'tayra, 
Every mitzvah is so big, you can only receive reward in Eilam Hava. It's simply impossible to receive reward for something that's so big. In the world of physicality. Okay. Let's say your father says, Go up a tower and get me those little baby chicks. So now you have a guy who fulfilled both mitzvahs that the Torah promises a long life with. And on his way down, he slips on the ladder. How is he, he living a long life? And we know these things are possible. You know what? That could happen. What does it mean a long life? It means eternity, referring to Elam Haba. But says the Gemara, maybe it's impossible for a guy to ever fall if he's and, and die if he's uh, fulfilling both mitzvahs. Says the Gemara, no, it's not impossible because it actually happened. Rabbi Yaakov, my Rabbi Yaakov saw this. Maybe this guy was thinking about Avera at the time. And therefore his mitzvahs don't protect him. Very powerful. Very powerful. When a person has a machshavara, you want to do something bad. But you don't do it. It's not counted. You're not held accountable for something that doesn't happen. By a mitzvah, it does count. Again, additional chesed of a Kaddish Baruch When I want to do a mitzvah, and for some reason it's taken away from me, I still get reward. When I want to do an Avera, and for some reason it's taken away from me, not, not even by my choice. Something happened, I wanted to go uh, see something, say something, do something, and now it's bumper-to-bumper traffic, they close down the road. I couldn't, I couldn't go there, I couldn't do that, I couldn't say that, I couldn't. So I didn't do it. Bottom line is, I didn't do it. So you see, Rabbi Dazar is not even allowed to be inside somebody's heart. And the Gemara, he also holds that if he holds that Schar Mitzvah is possible, Baha'i Alma in this world, why didn't the mitzvahs protect you? This way he shouldn't come. In other words, you're going to say, uh, maybe he's thinking about Avera type, he's going up the ladder. Well, those mitzvahs should have protected him from thinking like that. Stam, we have a general question. There's a rule. When a person's a shliach mitzvah, when he's a messenger to perform a mitzvah, you don't get hurt. So how can this happen? Okay. See, on your way to do a mitzvah, once you already did the mitzvah, you're not called You don't get harmed either way. It was a shracha ladder, a weak ladder. He should have been more careful. Whenever there's, there's a, whenever you put yourself in a dangerous situation, you, can not, you, you cannot rely on a miracle. 
you got to use common sense. How could I go if Shmuel hears me? He might, uh, he might kill me. If Acher would have darshan his pasuk, it would have been Yaakov leichato. If Acher, okay, who has started out as a big Talmud Chacham, would have understood this drasha of Laman Yarichu and Yamecha, he wouldn't have gone off the derech. What does this mean? What's the story with Acher? Acher saw somebody on his way back from Shluach HaKain listening to his father died and he threw it all away. He saw the tongue of Chutzpah Samatorgamon which we re- learn about on Yom Kippur. Metorgamon um, is he would interpret words of Torah. It was being dragged by a PIG. In Omar he said the, the mouth that interpreted the pearls of Tyra is now being dragged on the earth. And he's like, that's it. I can't be, uh, I can't be part of this. He went out and he did in Avera. Okay, I was going to hold it here, but I don't want to end on that note. So let's just do uh, two more steps, but we'll pick up from here tomorrow. Rami Bartubi Bar of Kisna, Lerava. Of Tuvi Barkisna asked the contradiction from Rabbah Tanan. We learned in our Mishnah, if you do one mitzvah, you'll be good. Also, if you do the mitzvah in, it'll be good for you. But if you don't do the mitzvah, but then if you keep learning our Mishnah, it says, uh, I'm sorry, it says, uh, if a person sits and doesn't do an Avera, he gets the reward, mamish, like, uh, like he performed the mitzvah. So you see, it's not that you just didn't lose out, you mamish, uh, you mamish got a mitzvah. So how are you going to answer that? And we'll hold it here with that question. It's a good question to contemplate this evening. And Bezim tomorrow, Erev Shabbos, 9.30 a.m., we will pick up with Rav Tumi Barav Kisna's contradictory question to Rava. Have a wonderful evening and a good Erev Shabbos.